Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Home, Jonathan. Return home. Along with my best friends, Buddy and Amy, I found that larger forces were at play. I was a pawn for the Society of Shadows in their fight against the coming darkness. Serve the shadows! Serve the shadows! With the reappearance of my ex-wife, one that I never told them about, my friends were no longer speaking to me. As if that wasn't enough, a new threat has appeared in the form of the Never Was, an otherworldly entity that has the potential to tear this world and all others apart. The tear, Jonathan. The tear in reality. The one that will certainly bring us to ruin unless we stop it. We don't know what comes next. And as of right now, I don't know if we are in this together. It is now time to return home. With the Never Was on the loose in Melancholy Falls, I wanted to do everything I could to prepare myself for what I was up against. Taking the initiative for once, I went to pay Zane a visit at the Society of Shadows' lair, hoping to learn everything I could about the situation. Jonathan, I know you were hoping to learn everything you could about the situation, but I'm not sure what more I can tell you beyond what was already said. Well, what was that whole thing with the, um, what did you call it, Miranda? The multiverse. Yeah, that. Like I had previously mentioned, there are an infinite number of alternate realities. And now that the Never Was is free from the nothingness, the barriers between them will break down. Yeah, but how? I mean, when a car breaks down, it's not world-ending, it's just a minor inconvenience. Using that metaphor, think of a car's windshield. What happens when you're driving along the highway and a pebble is kicked up and hits it? Well, if it's a large enough pebble, the windshield gets a nick in it. Yeah, but a tiny one. I I've driven around with plenty in my windshield. Which is fine. But now, the integrity of the entire windshield is lesser than it was before. And over time, if left alone, that tiny nick will slowly turn into a tiny crack. And then that tiny crack turns into a spider's web of cracks. And then eventually that spider's web of cracks... Breaks. Precisely. Right, but that's the worst case scenario, isn't it? The world... <clears throat> okay, the worlds break and nothing is left. But how does that affect the other realities? If the walls are breaking down, then that means the walls between us and them are... what? Thinner than usual. But again, we're talking theoretical science, and not absolutes. There are theories, yes, plenty of them, but who knows what the truth actually is? You showing up here happened at a good time, as I was just about to beckon you. With those creepy whisper voices again? Wait, since Buddy wasn't there, does that mean they would have come through me? Best not to think about it. The whispers are the fastest way we have to get in touch with someone when needed. Ever heard of a cell phone? What were you going to beckon me about? Those thin walls we were just speaking of. Some have already crumbled. What does that mean? It means that more of those tears have appeared, but this time not leading into the nothingness, but instead into other dimensions, other realities. Whoa, really? Yes, so far they all seem to be localized within the Nyland Woods area, where the original tear opened. But they seem to be spreading. We have already contained and cataloged a few, but there are others we need your help in finding. 
What, does he have a tear detector now? Of a sort, yes. The talisman. It reacted strongly to the original tear, and so it should lead you to the others. But really, we know you can't be everywhere at once, so we are calling in everyone we can to help canvas the woods in order to find them all. Everyone meaning... Yes, everyone, including us, apparently. And excuse me, Zane, you didn't tell us he was going to be here. Turning around, I saw Logan, Zane's new assistant, leading Buddy and Amy into the cave's main chamber. We were so engrossed at our conversation, I hadn't even heard them come in until Buddy spoke. I looked at them nervously, but they both just glared back. We still hadn't spoken since Miranda showed up, and it was clear they still didn't want to make peace. Mr. Sangreen, here is Miss Reynolds and Mr. Nutters, as per your request. Thank you, Logan. That will be all. Hi, guys. Nice to see you both again. You too, Miranda. Sorry if I was short with you the other day. It wasn't directed at you. Oh, no. Trust me. I understand. We're glad you do, because it seems like a certain someone else doesn't. Which brings me back to my first point. Thanks for telling us the gang's all here, Zane. Yes, I'm aware I didn't tell you, but that is the only way I would have gotten you two here. I know you three... Ahem. You four are having some petty squabbles. This is an all-hands-on-deck situation, and it requires our utmost attention. I need you to set aside your differences for this. Is that clear? Fine with me. I think we've already proven we can do an efficient job without his help anyway. Wait, what does that mean? It is of no matter right now. I need you to get moving. So, wait, what are we doing? Spaceballs. Combing the desert, but replace desert with Nyland Woods. And replace Lone Star with tears. Oh, I get it now. Let our team know the locations and we will handle it from there. And under no circumstances are you to go through them. Understood? We'll be safe. I promise. Good. Now! To the woods! Upon arriving at Nylon Woods, the four of us wordlessly spread out, with a few feet in between us, and began walking amongst the trees. No one said much of anything for the first few minutes, all of us seemingly afraid of making the first move. It wasn't until Buddy took out a knife and began to carve into a nearby tree that anyone said anything. Um, Buddy? What are you doing? Marking my territory. Like a dog? No, not like a dog, Johnny. So what are you carving then? I'm trying to get ahead of the game. Who knows what will happen with all these tears opening in the future and what they look like. So just in case someone gets lost in the multiverse and they aren't so sure where they are, they can check here and see. Then why are you carving the letters M, F, and P into the tree? Isn't it obvious? Melancholy Falls Prime? That's us? That's not a bad idea, actually. That way, if you're going through tears in the woods, if you see this, you'll know you're in the right place. Buddy finished his woodwork, and we all began to walk again. Silence descended upon us. So, this is only kind of awkward. Yeah, well, not my fault. Kind of my fault? Mostly his fault. Is this really the best time to be talking about this? Got anything better to talk about? How many different ways do I have to say I'm sorry before you actually hear what I'm saying? Maybe sorry isn't the thing we're looking for. Then what is the thing you're looking for? Not to butt in, but maybe an explanation? Ding ding, and the wife gets a prize. Ex-wife. Seriously? Not the time. You've been back, what, over a year? We would have preferred a little sooner, but- Guys, what's that? We stopped short and looked to where Miranda was pointing. Not too far ahead of us was a shimmering tear in reality, just like the one from the other day. 
Buddy and Amy stared at it in awe, and it dawned on me that they didn't actually see the last one, nor the never was when it escaped. Holy crap, that's so cool. Don't get too close, Buddy. Remember what happened the last time with us in Portals? Um, yeah, we got an insurance agency run by an interdimensional tentacle named Gary and some sweet rates on home destruction. I took a step closer to the tear and noticed that instead of looking into the vast nothingness, this one seemed to open up into a place that looked incredibly normal. In fact, it looked like nothing more than a parking lot. What's this? Is that a picture? Yeah, it looks like a picture of somebody at a casino. Does he look translucent or is that just me? It has a stamp on the back that says it's from a place called the Photo Cabana. Is that a place around here? Before anyone could answer, a sheriff and her deputy peeked their heads through from the other side of the tear. They seemed just as confused as we were. Who the heck are you two? I'm sheriff of this here county. Who the heck are you? Wait, you don't look like Sheriff Paulson. Right. Folks, I'm gonna have to ask you to stay on your side of this here... whatever it is. We'll set up a perimeter on our end till we can lock her down proper. Sheriff, you don't find this alarming? Course. But at least they ain't a bunch of tiny clowns. Wait, what? Sir, before we go, we're gonna need that photo back. It's evidence. Dillard! Get your hand back from there! I know it's your first day, son, but Christ in a unitard, you can't just be reaching through something like that. Sorry, Sheriff. Has it ever occurred to you that there is a reason our county population ends with a fraction? We watched as the two of them walked out of sight, returning to wherever they came from. That was a little... uncanny. I can't believe we just met our first alternate reality humans. Well, let's just mark this location down and let the Society of Shadows know. Already done. I sent them the coordinates. Oh, that was... quick. She's good. Let me finish carving into this tree, and we can keep going. I wonder what else we're gonna find. Hmm. What? You know, I, I was just thinking that that tear, it opened up into a pretty normal alternate reality. Does that mean that there are other us's over there? Oh, oh, like the mirror universe, our evil twins. Why do they have to be evil? Because pop culture told me so. Evil or not, there's probably more of us out there. I mean, that just makes sense. Infinite number of possibilities, infinite us's. And you're right, some of them are probably evil. Or tell their best friends about their wife. Ex-wife. Ugh, now you have me doing it. Hey, there's another one up ahead. Buddy was right. However, this tear had already been assessed by the Society of Shadows. Caution tape roped it off from the rest of the forest, with some monitoring equipment off to one side of it. Looking over everything was that man with the umbrella we saw the other day near the original tear. He hadn't noticed us. Who's that guy? Hey, didn't we see him the other day? Hey, Umbrella Man! What are you doing here? And why the hell are you holding an umbrella in the middle of the woods? The man with the umbrella slowly turned to face us, and stared with icy eyes for a few moments. Without saying a word, he turned and walked off into the woods as we watched after him. That was... Normal for this town? Well, yes. That. Stepping closer to the tear, we also noticed a large spotlight was shining directly into it. From what I can see, the other side opened up into a darkened tunnel. We all float down here. What's the deal with this one? Miranda went over to the equipment and picked up a clipboard. It leads to some version of Georgia, according to this. It says here that this was the first one to appear after the Never Was incident, and they actually sent a team in to investigate. They came across something called breaks. Like the thing I used to tidy up the yard? Have you ever actually tidied up the yard? I've thought about it. These breaks are apparently much more deadly. They are, quote, Brown, gangly creatures that made short work of one of the team with their claws, strong aversion to bright light. That explains the spotlight. I'm dying to see what those things look like. <laughs> On second thought, I don't need to know that badly. Let's keep looking. 
So, what were you guys doing for Zane the other day? Really? I don't think we're on the casual how are you doing, what you been up to kind of conversation yet. He's just trying to pass the time. Well, he can pass on by that because it's not happening right now. Would you rather we just walk in silence? If we're not going to talk about what we clearly need to talk about, then yeah, probably. Silence it is then. I swear, I feel like any time we give you an opportunity to explain yourself, you just... Before she finished her sentence, Amy was lifted up into the air by a large net. It looked like a booby trap. Amy, hang on! Before he can get to her, Buddy was hoisted into the air as well, the victim of yet another trap. Ah! Nobody move. Miranda and I looked around frantically, trying to see where that voice was coming from. But instead of finding it, we just heard a strange whistling sound. Ow! Jonathan! I fell to the ground and looked at what hit me and was surprised to find that it was a boomerang. I went to stand up when the voice spoke up again. I said, don't move. I looked to see a man emerging from the trees, dressed in what seemed to be hunting gear. His eyes caught mine for a moment as recognition flashed across both our faces. Who the hell are you? My name is John Barker, and you're all in grave danger. You have got to be kidding me. Return Home, Episode 27, Dimensions. You just listened to Part 1 of 3. It was written and produced by Jeff Heimbach. Additional story by BJ Grip. It featured the vocal talents of Alyssa Ritorno, Forrest Orta, Steppy Kamei, Cleve Nettles, BJ Grip, Zane Sexton, and Jeff Heimbach. The characters of Sheriff Roland and Deputy Dillard appear courtesy of Uncanny County and are played by Nicole Grevy and William Frankie. Visit their side of the tear at uncannycounty.com. The Rakes appear courtesy of the Tunnels Podcast. You can visit them at tunnelspodcast.com. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Found a tear opening into another podcast universe? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Thank you.